What's up, everybody? This is the A. This is the yeah, the Work Rate Podcast, and this is our AEW review. I am Mike Fend. I'm joined as always by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. Uh, fighting a burp, so I'm gonna let you talk for a second so I can get this burp out. No, no, it's okay. You you fight that burp. Um, yeah, this is uh, that was a very tiring wrestling weekend, wasn't it? Yes, lots of good wrestling to watch. Yeah, I actually, I don't think I watch nearly as much as most people. I'm somebody that I've realized I can't overdo it anymore. Otherwise, mm-hmm. my joy of wrestling goes down. Um, yeah. I keep I keep it small. I tend to keep it to AEW. If New Japan's doing something really cool, I'll watch that as well. Um, I watch less of that now that AEW exists. But this Ring mm-hmm. of Honor stuff is awesome. Yeah. That was Bloodsport was really good. Yes, Bloodsport was great. Um, the Ring of Honor stuff is what I uh, that's what I gravitated to on the weekend. That was the big one for me, and that show blew me out of the water. Yeah, that show was amazing. Not necessarily in terms of the presentation; like it looked exactly like old Ring of Honor, nothing mm-hmm. new. But you can tell it's just it's an AW product now. It's a Tony Khan product. It's mm-hmm. it's that universe. It was wild to have um, Riccoboni deliver the AEW card coming up on Wednesday, yeah, like I doing somebody, the rundown that Excalibur normally does. Yeah, they tweeted they somebody needs to teach Riccoboni how uh, to read it fast, like Excalibur does. It was wild. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was like, they're just straight up running down the card, like mm-hmm. Tony and Excalibur does. Yeah. And it was uh, Riccoboni and what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Patrice. Almost at such. Is it is it Patrice Coleman? Yeah, I think it's I Patrice Coleman. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Cedric Alexander, but they were attacking. No, team. that's what I was thinking of. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, you mentioned uh, that Patrice was excellent during this yeah. uh, telecast. Really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's he gives really good insight. Like, I just like he talk about like how they. Like they'd shift their weight there to do something specific. I was like, I really mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. I really, this is why I always like somebody who has wrestled <laughs> to be on the call. Like if it's like, uh, if it's just Excalibur and Tony Schiavone, which Excalibur has wrestled, I don't want to take anything away from him because he absolutely <laughs> has. Yeah. Um, but you need somebody who has a wealth of experience in front of cameras wrestling this and that's where taz being a prominent yeah. uh that's why um, taz is so good at it uh commentator is incredible for aw and i wish he was on the the main team mm-hmm. whenever jr hangs it up hangs up the the black hat mm-hmm. i would like taz to take that spot oh he should for sure and i, I think guess... if if they were able to do a do-over without insulting anyone um, that would probably be the case. Mm-hmm. I think they would probably make that switch fairly easily, but they don't ever want to insult Jr. or, you know what I mean. Like you, yeah. you got to honor that and let him let him do the job until he doesn't want to anymore, because yeah. he's earned that. Yeah, he has, and he's. I don't want to say he's got better because he's, he's always. Yeah, I don't want to say better because you know he's Jr. So he's like a legend. Yes. but it's just I but don't think he really AEW. understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he really understood, like, a indie wrestling at the time when they were bringing all no. those guys in and stuff. And like, no, 
It's like when they brought him into New Japan, and he didn't know any of the moves. Mm-hmm. It's he's got to get his he's got to get used to it, and he mm-hmm. hadn't been doing it for a while. Um, he had to re- reacclimatize himself, and it's all new moves, all new people, mm-hmm. all new working styles. He doesn't understand the new the rules. Yeah, that they 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 work on. Um, I I do love though, <laughs> just Jr. getting mad at tag matches in AEW. That's always funny. It's at this point. Why are they still in the ring? He just gets so mad. At this point, I kind of feel like it's it's almost a kayfabe thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine with it when he does it. Like it's not as as long as he's not burying the talent. Yeah. Like I don't mind if he gets angry at a ref or does this. And I think like it just adds character. Like mm-hmm. this is just Jr.'s character in this yeah. context. Yeah. Because if you watch like late '90s, early 2000s WWE, he would just talk the most it's kind of like how tony shivani is with mjf like he just hated triple h so it just added to the shows like just how much he hated triple h also what was the one where someone got their ass beat and he was just like it's like yeah beat that ass yeah <laughs> i don't know i can't, I can't remember who it is it but like <laughs> even like uh i think what's his name um jerry the king law looks at him he's just like Okay, JR. <laughs> JR's like standing and foaming at the mouth. But I think it's because of a storyline they had been doing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that guy had been abusive to JR within the storyline or something. I'm not sure what yeah. it was, but it's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ring of Honor was really good. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a quick, quick little rundown of that card because it's excellent. I'm not going to talk too much about them, but yeah, the women's match that was between Willow and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes mm-hmm. Martinez won the interim uh, Ring of Honor women's title. Is that because so Diana Prato could make the show? Yeah, she was she was supposed to be on the mm-hmm. show, but had a another commitment, so she couldn't do it. But they said we're still going to have this match, mm-hmm. so it'll be. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo at their next show, whenever that may be. Um, yeah. Really good match. Um, I don't know if it was a catalyst, but I texted you while I was watching it. I was like, Tony Khan seeing Willow wrestle a full main event, like pay-per-view style match mm-hmm. has to be good for her with staying in his good graces. Oh, for sure. And uh, really, because normally... Someone will have a breakout match on one of these sort of shows associated with them, be that a dark or some sort of um, related pay-per-view. And then shortly after, we get like a Tony Khan signed them and kept them. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Wheeler Yuta. We saw it with Moriarty. We saw it mm-hmm. with uh, a bunch of different people. AQA, when she came on, had that match, and then they signed her immediately. Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that was Willows. And then on Dynamite, we got the announcement that she's going to be on Dynamite next week yep. in a qualifying match against Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. And that's one match where I see that and go, Willow could win that match. Yeah. I and saw get into the like, tournament oh, as a, like, that's a feasible upset that could happen. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I'm super excited. I am a huge fan of Willow. The internet's a huge fan of Willow. Mm-hmm. Like everybody she's just, is. She's just such, got such a good personality. You can't help but she's, love her. She's very unique. 
She's very unique. Like her her persona and how she all her promos are like no one does no one really has a persona like that where they're just so happy go lucky and you're just like no I buy it it's good. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah cuz a lot of times when people have that kind of personality it just comes off as fake or you yeah. get annoyed with it very easily but not Willow. You're just like I I just want to see yeah, you succeed. It's lo- <laughs> it's lovable. Like mm-hmm. I just I want good things for this person and I want to cheer them. Yeah. It's uh it's good and she can work man she can really mm-hmm. work and she had a great match with Mercedes Martinez um oh yeah yeah so then we had uh Tully's new stable was formed it's Brian Cage Khan and Tawa Leona Khan and Tawa Leona have been working AW Dark Khan yeah. was They were in Ring of, of Honor before weren't they Khan was or in what? Ring of Honor Tawa Leona I don't know I don't know where he's been he he seems like mid 30s so yeah. he's he's probably been around for a while. He looks a little older. Like he looks like mm-hmm. he has some experience. Um Khan yeah. was part of Shane Taylor Promotions. Mm-hmm. Um which was their uh one of their two top factions. Yeah. Um very good. He's been on Dark quite a bit. He had a breakout match versus I mean, it's hard to say he had a breakout match because he was with Ring of Honor as as their tag champ. Mm-hmm. They ended yeah. he, they were like they held the tag championships there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and I can't remember his partner, but his partner's off doing stuff on the Indies mm-hmm. right now. But um, he, had, but anyways, he had a breakout match with Adam Cole, which was really good um, on a W dark and then Brian cage. And I saw Brian cage on ring of honor. I was like, yeah, that's a fit. Yeah. I was like, this is a perfect fit for him. Like this level. Like it's kind of the same level that Impact was. Like this mm-hmm. is his sweet spot. Yeah, and he's got Tolly to talk for him now, so he doesn't have to talk. Yeah, I was, I was like, this this is good for him, mm-hmm. and you can have. And the way Tony Khan seems to be booking this, it looks like we're going to have sort of like interpromotional, um, stable rivalries. So we're probably going to see these guys. Uh, dip into AEW bit and see AEW guys dip into Ring of Honor bit. Yeah, so I think I fully they're... expect uh, Tolly Blanchard Enterprises if he still is, because you know FTR seems to be going face and wore those out of Pinnacle. Yeah, and MJF keeps talking about how Pinnacle's still around, and that's three dudes that kind of fill the role the other three dudes are that are leaving it. So I could fully see them just showing up in Pinnacle someday too. Oh yeah, for sure. This is all just, I love this extended universe that Tony Khan's making. Mm-hmm. It is, it is so fun. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I couldn't be happier. We got uh Wheeler Yuta winning the pure championships against Woods. I can't remember Woods's first name. I apologize. Woods is really uh, good. Yeah. He's like a, he's, he's been on dark a few times too. Has he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, He's a, he's like a, a wrestler's wrestler. He's like a shoot. Yeah. Like really good, tough wrestler. Like, yeah. He looks like he'd be an MMA fighter. He yeah. may have been at one point, but <laughs> he does. He's got the he's got the mouth guard and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I he was uh, he was at Turn Terminus, that's where I first saw him and he really opened my eyes. He was super impressive there. His finishing move too is the beast bomber, whatever he calls it. It's beast yeah. something. And it is it's kind of terrifying looking the way it's like a reverse power bomb. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Oh yeah. He <laughs> he opened my eyes when I watched that because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is just a 
tattoo white guy and no not tattoo white guy <laughs> oh my goodness he's like he doesn't have much of a gimmick which that's ring of honor's thing <laughs> they were just people yeah um for the most part which is which has its appeal <laughs> and uh but yeah wheeler you to beat him he got the pure title that's good so he's gonna going to bring that title out on into aw i'm excited <laughs> for that he got it the gives... All Elite graphic finally, too. Yes, after this, Wheeler Yuta got the All Elite graphic. And to me, I see that happen. And I'm like, Tony Khan had to have known about this for half a year. Because mm-hmm. he's had Wheeler Yuta in the company signed to some kind of deal mm-hmm. for about half a year. He was using him against all these guys. His first match against Moxley, where Moxley knocked him out with one move was like half a year ago and they've been slowly building this story God, that's already out. been half a year jeez yeah it's been it's been <laughs> it was like in uh it was like october mm-hmm. like he came in right at the start of tv yeah pretty much so yeah he's <laughs> two seasons mm-hmm. we've gone through uh two uh like like the autumn and winter now we're getting into spring. Yeah. yeah so Yuta. Yeah. Cause he, he first showed up around, I think maybe like the first beach break maybe, or like fall. So, yeah. yeah. He, he might've even been around a year. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. He's been around a while. Um, but like everything makes chronological sense. You can see the story beats that they've had with him. His first mm-hmm. match with, with Moxley, then his match with Danielson, then his next match with Moxley, the confrontation with Regal, now uh, going to Ring of Honor and having this moment with Regal there watching him. Mm-hmm. They made a point to point that out on Twitter, that Regal was there to to watch Yuta to see how he did. Then right afterwards, they give the graphic. Knowing full well, they probably had him sign for months. Yeah. Like, Tony Khan just... He has this all penciled out ahead of time, which we've seen before. (laughs) And the way that he's tied that they've tied this into his best friend's story with Trent, Mm -hmm. like it's really, really intricate and well done. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it blows my mind. It's like, I don't, I can't think like a day ahead of time. And he's thinking he's playing like eight D chess. Yeah. (laughs) He's skipped four, five, and six, and seventy. He's gone right to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we had the tag match, the fucking FTR Ooh, versus. This match was something else. Like I, I don't know. You just have to watch this match. It's, it's amazing. It's my match of the year, and I, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't know if it's possible to beat it for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you could do that like how you could beat this match. It's just, for me, it's a perfect match. Yeah. It was and amazing. it didn't start that way at first. I was kind of distracted. I was doing other things and then I kept looking up. And then by the end of it, I was just like, this is one of the greatest things I've seen in my <laughs> life. And I was like, this is definitely the best tag match I've ever seen. And there are some great tag matches. All of them happen to be Bucks matches. Not this one. Yeah. FTR is my favorite tag team right now because they just they blend the new school and the old school and i'm a fan of both and mm-hmm. they blend it so well yeah they're 
when we get to the match later at on Dynamite and this match, it's like they're just what a five days they've had. It's like on a whole nother level. Yeah. Like yeah, the Ring of Honor one I think I preferred more than the Dynamite one, but it's like I did too. But the Dynamite like, one is, is amazing. Yeah, it's too. phenomenal. The Dynamite one was phenomenal as well. Um then we had Lethal versus Moriarty, in which Lethal turned on Moriarty. It was a really earned turn. And mm-hmm. they've been uh, telling that story well for a long time. And then after, after at the end of the show, um, Lethal came out to challenge Jonathan Gresham, who had become the uh, undisputed yeah. Ring of Honor world. And a really good match with Bandito, too. That match was awesome, too. Yeah, it was really good. Jay Lethal came out. He said as Gresham's mentor, he wants to challenge him for the title. Gresham said, no, nah, you're kind of a punk now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. So Lethal dropped him with a punch. Um, then we had, oh, I can't remember his name. Sanjay Dutt. Thank you. Sanjay mm-hmm. Dutt came out, who has been an AW agent. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to see him on TV, though. I got so excited. It's like, Sanjay yeah. Dutt. He's got a presence mm-hmm. in front of the in front of the camera and yeah. with a mic in his hand. Like he was oh one God. of the early highlights of the TNA X division when I used to watch impact all the time. He was like, one yeah, of my man, favorites. he he's right at home in front of the camera. Still. He mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like he's lost a step. Yeah. And I didn't watch him. I was just, but I was like, Holy shit, this guy's a natural. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not like there's no rust on his, on his yeah. bones. Um, he comes out there. He he drops Gresham. They're beating him down. Moriarty comes out to to help Gresham, which to me right there, my my ears pricked when I saw mm-hmm. that. I was like, I was like, they're doing my suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> Moriarty is going to join Gresham. They're doing my idea. I was like, this is the best thing. And then, boom, 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 but not quite. It was a new song. But yeah, out yeah. comes Joe. Samoa Joe with a towel. He comes down the ring. Jay Lethal's like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. He skedaddles out of there. Which Sanjay is cool because, does... you know, he got mad at Gresham and saying he's his mentor in like early days of Ring of Honor. Yeah. It, Lethal was Joe, Joe's Lethal's mentor. And it was kind of kind of like how Blackpool Combat Club is now. Joe just kind of beat the shit out of him. And then they he just kind of started training him after that. <laughs> there are a lot of parallels happening within mm-hmm. aw ring of honor at the same time mm-hmm. you've also got the jericho appreciation squad mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is society society um squad might be better actually yeah jericho appreciation squad sound rolls off the tongue a bit more mm-hmm. um yeah you've got all these things um even like best friends like that group like they're all moving in tandem you could you could imagine like a four-way blood and guts mm-hmm. with all these teams where you've got like the old guy the young guy and then like the two goons old mm-hmm. guy young guy two goons old guy young yeah. guy two goons um yeah so joe chokes out sanjay dutt mm-hmm. um and then he he hops on the mic and he says i'm I'm here because Tony Khan brought back Ring of Honor and I want to be here to lead Ring of Honor into the uh, into this new generation. He's like, I look around this ring and I see two guys who represent this company and what I represented in the past. And then immediately after we get the all elite graphic, he didn't even <laughs> mention AEW. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Samoa Joe is all elite and I passed out. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god! I thought they just brought him into Ring of Honor. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, yeah, I all elite. I lost my damn mind. And yeah, and they had a cool media scrum after, which I liked because Joe was talking about how he, when he was in WWE, he tried to convince WWE to buy Ring of Honor. <laughs> and and Joe wanted just it. wanted. Joe just wanted to be part of Ring of Honor <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he? But mm-hmm. like. It's funny because he was doing that, I mean, maybe sort of out of, like, he knows he's not going to work for WWE again because twice now they've shut him down when Mm -hmm. maybe he didn't have to be. Like, they tend to have an abundance of caution with their older guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways, yeah, so he's back. Um, So that was Ring of Honor. It was amazing. Either A plus show. It was so entertaining. Oh, yeah. 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 And really good show. I'm looking at that show and like, and someone else brought this up in the group we're in. If you're listening to this, uh, Brian Hernandez, is that his mm-hmm. name? Brian? Yeah. I'm pre- yes. Brian Hernandez. I want to give credit because this was his initial idea. Cause I, I look at this and I'm like, this show's gotta be weekly with the storylines they started. And like, you're not just going to bring in Tully's group. Because those mm-hmm. guys aren't going to be on AEW TV. There's not yeah. enough time for that faction. Like this looks specifically like a Ring of Honor faction. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not enough time for all this, and they got a. They it doesn't look like they would be able to do storylines just from pay per view to pay per view. Like you've got to yeah. have a weekly show. And when I look at Ring of Honor, I do not see. Uh, advertisers willing to hop on board. I don't see a network really being comfortable hopping on board on TV because there's not really any big names there. Yeah. In that sense, like it's it's work rate kind of it's like wrestling nerds wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's a sure. ni- it's a niche product. Mm-hmm. And people aren't gonna make it appointment viewing. They're gonna watch it, they're gonna PVR it or whatever. So to me I'm just like, well this is a do a find a weekly streaming thing mm-hmm. for these guys and people will watch it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can choose what time, when and where they want to watch it, this would be perfect. And I have to think Tony has that coming. Yeah. Well, there also there's those rumors that, you know, they're getting on a streaming service soon and stuff. So yeah, like I, I would think like he has to have that in the works. Otherwise, this move doesn't make that much sense to him, mm-hmm. to, even to buy Ring of Honor. It doesn't make sense to buy it if you don't have a place to put it. Yeah. And sure. so looking at the, I'm like, okay, yes, that seems to be the way he's going here. And yeah, so super excited there. Um, after watching this, I started, I put on my, uh, my Tony Khan Booker's hat and I started playing, <laughs> uh, WWE and I am having so much fun. <laughs> I made a faction led by Joe and it is Joe and Gresham and Moriarty and they're in a feud with Team Taz in which they're going to steal Hook and then Hook's <laughs> going to take the FTW belt from Starks and fucking Regal is leading uh, Blackpool, but he's also an active wrestler, and he's just laying waste to all of the mid-card. 
<laughs> like just that's awesome that you made him active wrestler. <laughs> well, he's in the game. Like he's a wrestler in the game. So it's just like you're, oh, okay. you're in Blackpool. There you go. You're in it. Mm-hmm. And he looks old, which I like. They actually yeah. they actually made him look a little too. Does he old. have ring gear or is he wrestling like? Oh, he's got ring gear. Yeah. Nice. And uh, but yeah, so he's uh he's like a middle of the road um rating. So like it's not like he's too weak or too dominant but like he he's actively like i've been i've been watching the matches like i said it and then i watch it and he's been <laughs> winning all his matches so like he tapped out uh swerve he tapped out uh um what's his name uh keith lee like he's beating all the <laughs> mid card of aw i'm like this is kind of cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the old man's teaching them a lesson mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have a blood and guts match between team Taz and pure is what I call the, the Samoa Joe one. I just, I'm having, Oh yes. And Thatcher and Biff Busick showed up nice. to fight FTR who are the tag team champions and they're called the union, which I thought was perfect for them. Yeah. That's a, that'd be a hard hitting ass match if that happened in real life. Cause they just seem like union workers to me. Mm-hmm. Like we're the truckers union. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and, and it's, they both seem like they'd be British, but they're not, which is even cooler. <laughs> it was funny. I, w- I was doing my, uh, my essentially, the uh, face of the revolution where the guy gets a, a title match. It's essentially the uh, um, money in the bank match. And for some reason, Karrion Cross ended up in it. I remember you, post- you texted that. Like, I don't know how this guy showed up, but did you say everyone kept powerbombing him out of the ring or something? Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess he's controlling his narrative. He just showed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, fine. And they, yeah, everyone just destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. The game has the game has its flaws. It has its glitches, but like, I'm having fun being Tony Khan right now. Yeah, it it's a really like good time. Really turned it around, though. It seems it's like everyone. It it's plays it. They better. like it. They like it enough to keep playing it. So the the gameplay is fun, whereas mm-hmm. the gameplay before was slower and plodding. Whereas the gameplay now is fun, and it's to the point where you can just put it on, and the match that the computer has with itself is entertaining to watch because it's quick and snappy. Yeah. So it's sort of like a like I'm. It's like I'm doing the the gameplay for me is setting up the world and being like, okay, so what would happen if I put this match together? And like, mm-hmm. oh, that person would win. Okay, yeah. And I love that Smojo won the title by cashing in his briefcase, which That's he awesome. he won off of beating Claudio Castelloni <laughs> or Cast- Castanoli, Castagnoli, whatever. Castagnoli, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he. He won that off of him, and then immediately on the next dynamite, cashed it in. But not at the at the end of a match, at the beginning, because he's Samoa Joe and he's a badass. Yeah, that's smart. He would do something like that, and he did that on his own. I was like, "Oh shit!" Samoa Joe just cashed it in. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Did it on its own. Whereas Paige Van Zant, who won the other one, cashed it in in the middle of another <laughs> match. I was like, "You sneaky bitch." <laughs> I don't often like to call women bitches, but. You sneaky bitch is a good <laughs> sentence. Um, and of course she won and then immediately lost the title the next episode. So I was like, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Who'd she lose it to? Um, she took it from Nyla and then lost to... You know, I can't remember. Hmm. But uh, it was like right away. It might have <laughs> been Athena. I have Athena in the game. 
Oh, nice. And she's aligned with Darby and Sting because they have uh, intergender matches mm-hmm. where uh, when the when one gender tags in, the other one goes out, like yeah. in uh, like on TV, and it just auto filled uh, Darby in with Athena one time in a match. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's an interesting combination. Yeah, because she has, or at least the version I have of her has like skull motif and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, she kind of fits with them. Yeah, it works. I was like, okay, strange gothic chick, you get to join the strange gothic guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what was the acclaim song? Two grown men going through a goth phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a very good, almost like passive video game experience. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't want to be like stressed or like really like into it, like very act. Like uh, heavily invested in a game, I just do that. I sit on the couch, I put together the card, and then I watch the card, and mm-hmm. then I do it again, and see how it plays out. That's really cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's it takes a long time to set up your universe though, because you got to download all the people, you got to download all the belts, you got to make sure all their stats aren't out of whack, because like. I downloaded Nyla Rose and she was ranked a hundred. It's like no. <laughs> Did Nyla Rose make that? <laughs> yeah, and like Paige Van Zant was a seventy-five, which is fine. And mm-hmm. then like I don't know, it's like some people are just like way out of whack. Like mm-hmm. uh you've got somebody jumping across the ring for uh to do a splash off the top rope and you're like, What what are you doing? <laughs> Um, that's that's actually one thing they should change. People go up to the top rope way too often. Oh yeah, that that should not be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Get some big beefy dude jumping off the top rope or something. Yeah, Ricky Starks went four times in a row for a diving elbow drop <laughs> in the match I just had. It was like chill, Ricky. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, so I think uh, half an hour into this podcast, we should get to dynamite. Yeah. Don't you think? It was a really good episode, too. So It was good. It was good. Okay, so we start with Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. This was counter-wrestling personified, essentially. Mm-hmm. These two guys are two of the best counter-wrestlers. Um, I thought it was actually kind of a surprising opener for the show. I thought this would main event. It did not. I thought we would get the what we eventually got as the main event. I thought we would get that first. But they yeah. they switched it on us. I here. think they like to start their shows off with Adam Cole's theme song because it's so good. Mm. You know, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because to me, um, having Christian out there in the first match, normally they like to go with something flashy. Mm-hmm. And he is not flashy. Especially no. not for like the first three quarters of his match. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who likes to really lull his opponent into like a false sense of security. He likes to feel it out. That's just the story and the strategy that his character has. So by that nature, it's not like the fireworks that they often have with the first match. Mm-hmm. So when they, when they came out, it was like, really, this is what they're going with. But this is really good. Yeah. I it loved was, it. The, the, they were in Boston, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah. They, that was, the crowd was hot all night. Boston was great, man. Mm-hmm. Boston did it well. Um, I really loved Christian's 
the frantic nature that Christian was trying to escape the tree of woe. Like, mm-hmm. uh, cause a lot of the times guys get in the tree of woe and they just sort of like, they prop themselves up to take the move just so from the other guy, instead of trying to actually get out mm-hmm. of it. Whereas he was like, he was frantically trying to like get his leg out. And then he just got like kicked in the head. I was like, okay, this is good. I like that. Um, Cole ended up uh, stealing the match with a, well, first he couldn't put the match away with, uh, with, with the lowering the boom, because he, once again, he didn't pull the knee pad down, um, mm-hmm. which is probably going to tie into things eventually. Cause it's the second time he's done that. Yeah. But in the end he, uh, he pokes, uh, he, he does the I, I poke lower the boom combo for the win. Mm-hmm. which was an effective combo in this. I thought it was kind of a funny combo. Pokes him in the eye. Christian goes, ah, what the fuck? And yeah. he gets hit with the boom. I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of funny. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's cool how they set it up too, where they both went into the ref, into the ropes. And while the ref wasn't looking, he bonked. Very old school heel tactic. Yeah, it was just, it was a nice, it was like a comfort food of a match, if that makes sense. Um fix the spelling mistake there okay and then we had red dragon come they come out to attack christian after the bell after it's over jurassic express of course comes out to defend them they mop it mm-hmm. up they mop up the scraps um then hangman's music hits after all those guys have left and he comes out and Adam Cole's on the mic. He's saying, no, 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 we're not doing this. I'm not fighting you until that belt's on the line. Um, Hangman walks right in there, snatches the mic out of his hand, um, slaps him in the face, says that he'll, says that they will have a match for this title. They're going to do it next week on Rampage, of all places, which is interesting. Um they're going to do it on Rampage in Texas, and it's going to be a Texas death match. And then he tells Adam Cole, you have a week to get your affairs in order. Yeah, that's fucking cold as shit, man. I love that line. That was that so is cool. A, that <laughs> was a fucking cowboy spaghetti western ass line. Yeah. And I yeah. loved it. He went full Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. and It's a live Rampage next week too, right? It is. And yes, so that's they've loaded up that Rampage. Yeah. Um, actually both rampages and Tony Khan has said that he's kind of going to change his strategy a bit and he's going to put more big matches on rampage going forward. Realistically, I think the strategy is to renegotiate a different time slot mm-hmm. because when they move it off that time slot, they do well. So they get like another 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I think they should maybe try try doing a little bit of renegotiating, but they look better on paper, both rampages so far already. Yeah, they do. And uh, I didn't know what he meant by him saying that he was going to change change things up a bit and put his foot on the gas a bit more. But we're seeing he's he's trying to give us can't miss stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, fine. I'll I'll watch it. But the thing is, is like last week's Rampage looked like can't miss stuff, and I missed it. Yeah. Granted, I was watching Ring of Honor. Yeah, I was going to say it was on at the same time as Ring of Honor. I but watched like, it the next morning. It was a good episode. I watched it today when I got mm-hmm. home from work. I was like, oh, let me just throw this on while I eat some food. Yeah, and I mainly wanted to watch it for Hobbs versus Keith Lee, which did not disappoint. 
No, it was good. That was good. I'm uh, I'm enjoying that feud between those mm-hmm. uh, four guys. That's fun. We'll get yeah. into that a bit on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So uh, that match, the yeah, I th- I assumed we were going to get that match at Battle of the Belts, but it looks like we're get we're getting that match in Texas in two weeks. So that's fun. Yeah, um, I think it's the night before Battle of the Belts. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Which... So maybe the main championship won't be defended on Battle of the Belts, which it wasn't last time. So that's yeah, because not... well, it was only an hour last time, right? So I, yeah, you, know, you can't. And I imagine this match is going to go pretty long, so they don't want to um, put all their eggs in one basket. It's true. Okay. Oh yeah, especially with it being a Texas Death Match, it kind of has mm-hmm. to go long, yeah. unless someone gets like crushed by a. I don't know. Stagecoach. Thank you. <laughs> I know, yeah, perfect. I always think the forklift, because didn't uh mankind do that to Yeah, that's how you the rock. beat the rock for a championship in an empty arena match. Was it an empty arena match? Mm-hmm. It was the uh ninety nine, I think. It was like the halftime. They're half they called it halftime heat. So oh, during the okay. halftime of the Super Bowl, they had their empty arena match. Oh, weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I knew they did that. I just didn't know that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next match we had, this one was highly anticipated, especially by me, and I'm sure you as well. This oh, yeah, some, for sure. Samoa Joe versus Max Caster. Um, the fans red hot for Joe, mm-hmm. as they that's should such be. a cool visual of just the whole crowd chanting Joe to the beat of his song as he walked down to the arena. That's, that was so cool. It's, it's one of my favorite things, that Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe, Joe. It's awesome. And he's got a new shirt, which is cool too. I like it. It's, he's doing the, it says Samoa Joe, but the O and Joe is the Shaka hands, which is cool. Yeah, I love it. Um, when I woke up yesterday, I was like, I want to watch a classic Joe match. And I watched that uh, um, Kenta Kabashi versus Samoa Joe and Ring you of just Honor. Went straight for the top. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I did. I was like, I, I need to watch this again because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I watched it. Because it's an exhausting match. Yeah, it is. Yes, like it's it's like they go crazy in it. Holy shit! Like, yeah, I'm surprised because Kenta Kabashi is like 49 years old when this match happens. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we didn't lose Kenta Kabashi in that. Match. Like, I'm yeah. surprised he didn't die. Yeah, because they go like 20, like 25 to 30 minutes, but it's a sprint. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a, it's not a well paced match. They just fucking sprint for 25 to 30 minutes and it's exhausting and this is a 40 this is like a 49 year old man who has already beaten cancer and come back Mm -hmm. and had this match at this point it's insane he's a he's just about retired and he's Mm -hmm. in there with joe just they kick the shit out of each other at like breakneck speed yeah there's no psychology they just fucking destroy each other I'm going to have to watch that match again, too. Do you talk me back into watching it? Yeah, it, it's an insane match to watch. Like, it is exhausting. And Other good fi- matches to watch from that time is Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. The, yes. Their trilogy of matches, especially part two. That match is, like, just incredible. Yeah, there, there's a YouTube link up from Ring of Honor where it's Joe's three biggest matches of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So it's probably on there. That's yeah. where I watched this one. Um. Yeah, it's wild. The the fans in that match, they for half an hour, it's just oh 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 oh. <laughs> I was like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Ring of Honor crowds, um, 
especially back then they were they were very vocal um it was i just this is we're going off on a tangent now but yeah. uh I don't even remember who's in the match, but it was the Dragon Gate guys. It's like a six man tag match. Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the first time I ever heard the term Mania Weekend too. Like we're like as first noticed, like oh, these independent shows put on big time shows around Mania. That's, that's the they, big SEMA match, right? They got five stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the crowd was chanting, "Please don't stop!" During that match, like during like the end sequence when they're kind of all going nuts, the crowd starts chanting, "Please don't stop!" Please don't stop. Well, I think I think that might be the first ever five star match that Meltzer ever gave out. Mm. It's one of the only matches, like before Kenny Omega, that yeah, were I think it was five like stars. the first time in a, in an American company had gotten five stars since Bret Hart versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 or yeah. something like that. And it was like a fairly unknown match, mm-hmm. so it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh yeah that I I only know that because of um Excalibur talking about yeah. it on uh PWG yeah during a SEMA match okay yeah so this Samoa Joe match great it's everything I wanted um, yeah Max Caster comes out and he's laying into Joe on the mic he's saying that you are. Just a, prone. <laughs> you're just a overweight former X division champion. You're uh you were the injury prone champion of NXT when AEW beat you in the Wednesday night wars. Um this and that and I loved it. Joe, he just sort of did like the uh the Al Pacino. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, he just agreed with he, he just nodded with each one. He's like, he's got a point. He's got a point. He's got a point. And then Caster gets in the ring. He gets up in Joe's face. He goes right at him. And Joe just basically knocks him out. He just just flattens him like uh, right away. He knocks him into the corner. He's beating the shit out of him. And then to show Max Caster that he's a hip hop fan as well. He does the he does the schmoney dance after he yeah. knocks him down. If uh, yeah. that's a Bobby Schmurder reference. Which yeah, I everyone loved. kept calling him uh, Shmoney Joe, which made yeah. me laugh. <laughs> it was really funny. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And Joe is a big hip-hop fan. I've yeah. seen him on stage rapping at a hip-hop concert. Um, he He's out there. Um, and yeah, he, he just beats him up. He hits him with the muscle buster. It's good to see the muscle buster back because he wasn't really doing that in WWE. Um Joe looked good. He did just enough to look like proper Joe without gassing himself out because he is older. He is heavier. He mm-hmm. is more injury prone. That's just is what it is, but he looked good and he was within yeah. himself. Yeah. He looked um, really good. Yeah. And then lethal and Sanjay Dutt interrupt on the big screen afterwards. Um, lethal says, I've been calling you for months and you haven't been picking up. I thought, Maybe he doesn't have a phone, but then I saw you at Ring of Honor, so maybe you just pick up the phone for for billionaires. Um, You know what? But no hard feelings. And next week, I'm going to bring you a welcome gift from one student to to his former teacher. And like, this is great, man. I mean, I do not like Jay Lethal, but this match is going to be awesome. Jay Lethal has not had a bad match in AEW. Yeah, 
So is he fighting Joe next week? I thought he was going to just bring someone in. No, I think they're going to. It says he has a surprise for Joe. Mm-hmm. So obvi- they are going to fight. I don't know when that's going to happen. It's going to be um, homicide. I'm calling it now. It could be that he's going to bring someone into uh, AW to face him. Joe's going to beat him. And then maybe he'll face um, Lethal on Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Who knows? Like it can go and it can be on on any of the shows now, which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I just realized what I was talking about before. I I lost my train of thought when I was talking about the Ring of Honor streaming stuff. Um, mm. where I was going with it was, it was suggested to me that AW Dark could turn into Ring of Honor. Could take yeah. that slot. Could could take that uh studio shooting time and mm-hmm. they could shoot a bunch of or not they don't even have to shoot all of them in a row but they could do the ring of honor stuff there in the aw dark time slot and put that on youtube or maybe not youtube but maybe they get on the streaming service yeah and that we no longer have aw dark and aw elevation because they're kind of redundant yeah elevation could be the and I feel like people have probably started to stop watching it, I would assume. Yeah. Like, over time, just less and less people are watching it. But if you put Ring of Honor there, and you're running feuds, and you put people like Sunny Kiss, you put people like uh, Baron Black, um, Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty, all these younger people, and have them do storylines with Tully and his crew with Jay Lethal, with Samoa Joe and Jonathan Gresham and all those guys, that becomes a lot more appealing than having random dark matches. For sure. You're getting these young guys actual TV time and storylines that they can sink their teeth into and give them some wins and they look good and it, uh, guys going to working Ring of Honor, it's not like oh, g- this guy's just getting sent to Dark or this guy's just getting buried on Dark or whatever. Like no, getting sent to Ring of Honor is a great thing. Yeah, like it, it's it's a step up from AEW Dark. So mm-hmm. I think that's what they should do. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it'd be great. I think because it, uh, it's not going to get on TV, so get it on streaming, and I think you're good to go. Yeah. Okay, so for sure. Next, we have Blackpool. So we have uh, Regal and his boys. They're talking about how they ha- they've got a couple matches coming up against two of the uh, two of the best friend guys. We have he's excited to talk about uh, Trent is going to be facing Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta is going to be facing John Moxley, both on rampage this week which holy shit this rampage that sounds amazing and from what i've seen from an image online and from the i'm hearing some buzz that the wheeler yuda john moxley match is amazing so i cannot wait it sounds they've built weeder you weeder you yeah (laughs) wheeler yuta perfectly um i think it's going to be really good Mox says that on Friday, the uh, you're going to hear the sound of thunder with the cracking of bones, and you're going to see the rain, the raining of blood. 
Blood. <laughs> like this is great. This is this is perfect. And mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't even realize at the time when they announced these two matches that it's both Trent and Wheeler Yuta from Best Friends. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, Danielson and Mox both have matches. Yeah. And I didn't I was like, oh shit, the the Best Friends feud between Trent and Wheeler Yuta is mixed in with this. Like mm-hmm. this is really cool. Yeah. Love overlapping stories like that. It's so good. It's great. Like we I don't know. I feel like uh I feel like stories like that, like the appreciation for stories like this kind of goes unnoticed. It's unheralded, mm-hmm. but like this is this is why I'm in love with AEW because they do shit like that. Yeah. Um oh, funny thing. The next thing we have, Spears versus Sean Dean. This is fantastic. This is so funny. So Sean Dean, the guy that picked up the win on MJF because he Mm -hmm. took the GTS from Punk back in the day and gave MJF his first loss of of the year. And Sean Dean gave him the winning record. Um, Yeah, he's three and one now. Four and one after. Well, yeah. Absolutely. He comes out. He's facing Sean Spears. Um, She takes a crazy pump handle neck breaker from Sean Spears. It looks brutal. Um, he picks him up to hit to hit his C four, um, Death Valley driver, and it cuts to the back, and we see a bunch of security. They're laid out. Um, MJF's yelling, "Wait, what's going on? What's going on?" Because he's on commentary. Excalibur says, "Oh, you'll find out pretty soon." He's like, "What? Who's yeah, back there?" Excalibur says, oh, "I'll just let you find out." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What do you mean?" Who's back there? He's freaking out. Then we see Wardlow. He busts through. He's he's knocking out security left and right. He gets a massive pop. He gets intercepted by. Eventually, he gets intercepted by just like a traffic jam of yeah. It's like fifteen security guards. Fifteen security guards. Um, it's just like just enough weight that he can't push them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Huge pop. We go back to the back to the ring, and in the commotion, Sean Dean rolls up Sean Spears for the win. Mm-hmm. The captain gets another uh, victory over MJF and Sean yeah, Spears, which is he's so two and zero over the pinnacle, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, MJF runs down. He's furious. Uh, Sean Spears is actually mad at MJF here because now he's he's cost him as well, mm-hmm. and the previous week. Um, FTR were cost by MJF's feud with Wardlow, so now it's affected his whole um, stable, which yeah. is kind of falling apart before his his very eyes. Which I really, I really have to like. imagine by the time the Wardlow match happens, he's still going to think the Pinnacle's going to have his back, and then I think they're all going to turn on him. Yeah, that could be the case. And then I also like that this week the Wardlow wanted posters or whatever were huge i hope next week they're like the actual covers of the the barricades instead of like the AEW thing it's just big wardlow <laughs> pictures like do not let him in <laughs> really good stuff because really. last week they were eight by tens this week they're like poster size <laughs> yeah so i would like it to like show up on uh like mjf comes out and his video is just do not let yeah. this man in <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> 
Okay, so now we get a follow-up on the best friends in Blackpool stuff. We have best friends in the back. We have Chuck telling Yuta that best friends love him. They all love him. They they trained him. They let him sleep on their couch. Chuck bought him the tights he's wearing right now. He's like, honestly, he's like, why Which, are you... I like that because he's worn the same tights. Like, he hasn't changed his tights since he got to AEW, so yeah, he's I got, like that little touch. <laughs> yeah, it's good. He's got he's got a white pair and that black pair, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. And he wore the, the white pair looked kind of grungy, and then uh, Chuck bought him the new black pair, the yeah. new shinier pair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, well, as soon as you start getting a little, a little success, now you want to jump ship to these other guys. He's like, he's like, we have your back. Like, pl- please don't leave us. Please show some loyalty. And then Trent jumps in. He's just like, they may love you, but I think you suck. I think you're a <laughs> traitor and a snake. And you should show show these guys some more respect. And Yuta pushes Trent off him. He pushes Chuck. He says, keep your hands off me. And he walks away. And like, oh, I, this, I I love this. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's uh, really cool. Yeah, it is. And uh, Chris Statlander hasn't been with him since she started changing. Too. Yeah, I feel like we might be seeing possibly a disintegration of this stable. Yeah, I don't see the actual Chuck and Trent ever really breaking up. No, I think they'll stay together. <laughs> but like uh, Orange Cassidy's hurt. Chris Statlander's nowhere to be seen. She's kind of a heel right now anyways. Yeah. Um, she's sort of a cool face, but I think is leaning heel. Mm-hmm. Um, Danhausen's kind of doing his own thing. He's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah um, Danhausen's just where Dan Housen He's is. never officially been in the group. He just mm-hmm. kind of hangs around. And I don't think he was there for this, but maybe he was. Nope, I don't he was know. not. No, it was just uh, Orange Cassidy, Yuta, and the best friends. Like, it looks like they're kind of shuffling around all the stables right now. Yeah, which is good. Freshen things up. Yeah, it looks like they're moving a lot of stables out and moving a bunch of new stables in. Yeah, just don't ever break up Team Taz. That's all I ask. No, I think think they'll be around. Unless I get my booking hands on it and I steal Hook away. (laughs) And then it's just just a tag team. Yeah, Tony Khan starts watching your videos. He's like, hmm, this guy's on to (laughs) something. Hey, man. It, I think stranger things have happened. Hook joining Joe would be cool as fuck. Yeah. Yes. 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 All right. So now we cut to Eddie Santana and Orner T's into the back. This and had they one of the coolest <laughs> moments ever. <laughs> they're just beating the shit out of the Jericho appreciation society, mm-hmm. like just destroying them. And all night, um, the the first backstage segment that we had, um, Excalibur had said, we had a crazy development earlier, and if you saw the the monitor in the back or the TV that we have normally set up in the back is broken, we'll tell you about that later. So mm-hmm. they go back, they cut to this, and they're saying like, this is not live. This is previous footage before the night went on the air, and it is Eddie Santana Ortiz just beating ass. Like yeah. they're just beating these guys, and Eddie chucks a fucking TV at them. Yes, and fucking Santana's face when Eddie picked the TV up was hilarious because Santana was just laughing really hard. 
<laughs> they probably didn't realize he was going to do it. Or yeah. maybe they said, you're going to do this, but they didn't expect. Because he just comes running in screen yeah. with this plasma screen over his head with this flat screen. Throws it. And it would have hit them, but they had already run out a door. And it, yeah, it hit, hit the them. door frame. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have decapitated them. Yeah. So they had to... And then for some reason they set that broken TV back up in the background where it normally is. <laughs> yeah, just just to make things symmetrical, I guess. Keep the TV there even though it wasn't turned on. Because I think later on MGF makes reference to it too, right? He's like, is anyone gonna fix that? He's like, What he's like, what kind of bush league company yeah. is this where we have broken TVs in the background? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then uh Jericho and his goons are run out into the car like Looney Tunes again, like fucking Hanna-Barbera villains. So like, mm-hmm. get in the car, boys. <laughs> they yeah, drive off. They get pulled up right as they're running out. It's funny. <laughs> they peel off. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got Eddie grabs a mic and he's coming out to the ring. He's just like, hey, is this mic on? And they come out and he's wearing a churros jersey, which is yeah. amazing. I don't Kitty know. Powers, baby. <laughs> like i don't know if that is a if that is an actual sports team but i just like thinking that it's just a sports jersey but the name it's is from the the jersey. show eastbound and down it's oh it is Canadian. okay yeah okay so he's yeah. wearing yes he's wearing that jersey which yeah. is awesome i love that eddie just wears clothes yeah <laughs> yeah he just wears clothes from what he likes it's yeah great. most wrestlers will wear their own merch to sell it but it's like him and danielson just kind of wear whatever they're gonna wear <laughs> um, he comes out there. He's like, "No, I'm not waiting for the music. I just walk out because I'm a fucking man." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's awesome. The fans sometimes when they hear that, they go like, "Hey, boo!" Because <laughs> they like cheering Jericho's yeah. music. So it's kind of funny because he's he's giving them shit when he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "For us and the Jericho appreciation, the Jericho Appreciation Society, it's on site." And for all you that don't know what that means, it means that, Jericho, when you're at home with your wife and kids, I'm going to find you and I'm going to beat your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, uh, says the, the whatever the 2.0 guys, I'm going to beat your ass in front of your family as well. And then Santana grabs the mic and he's like, well, first, he's like and then Eddie says, uh, Garcia, I know where you live, man. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to come to Buffalo and I'm going to beat your ass in Buffalo. <laughs> And then Santana grabs uh, grabs the mic and says, like, these guys are scrubs. We're going to beat them like dogs because that w- that's what we do. You better come with the heat. All kinds of bravado. Mm-hmm. And then both Eddie and Ortiz say that we're going to be in New Orleans next week. I said on here, I said they're going to have a street fight. That's not what they said, but they're going to have a six man. It's it'll end up being a street fight. <laughs> it will be um, mm-hmm. six man matches, I believe, are. I don't think that they are. I don't know, but it might be no disqualification, but it'll be great. It'll be cool. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I love that. We're going to get LAX as a, in an actual match, which yeah, is good. Have we had awesome. them in a match together so far? I don't think we have. Uh, I think maybe... they've just had, I think they've just had each other's backs. Wasn't there one six man between 2.0 and Garcia on a dynamite? That's what started the whole thing with Jericho getting pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have. We have. We have. Yeah. It was after they jumped Jericho backstage and hit him with the bat. Yes. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then in the past, they 
they beat up Eddie while he was trying to have eat his cake, which is mm-hmm. yeah, that's still such a funny gif and such yeah. a funny moment. Do I not get to eat around here? Like just they're, trying to eat a piece they're, of like, cake. they're like, Eddie, what do you want? He's like, I want to eat this cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's what I want. I want to eat this cake. Why are you trying to talk to me while I'm eating this cake? Yeah. And it's it makes it even better because you know they probably I hope they didn't tell him before <laughs> they were gonna shoot the promo there. It's like, can I just eat my cake? God damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's still that's one of the funniest moments that's happened. Mm-hmm. And then it got real dark because then they started yeah, they talking up- about Moxley yeah. <laughs> rehab, and then he and then they spilt coffee on him. Like it got yeah. wild. Um yeah great long-term booking on that one because mm-hmm. now they're with Jericho really cool stuff actually yeah. just the fact that they're with Jericho right now is so strange anyways because didn't they beat the shit out of Jericho yeah they like beat him up with his bat he had to take like a couple weeks off because he was hurt <laughs> and uh, they're, now they're like oh no we're good <laughs> yeah maybe that so you know sometimes like they do this a lot in Japanese wrestling we're like it's kind of like the the Blackpool Combat Club. They'll beat you up, and they're like, "You know what? You're pretty tough. You can hang out with us." That's literally what I'm doing in my game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having uh, um, like everybody in Joe's group beat the shit out of Hook until he joins them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So speaking of Hook, um, it's Hook versus Danhausen soon. So yeah. yes, please. This is a That's weird. That's gonna be such an interesting match. This is a weird fever dream. I have no idea how they're gonna use Danhausen in a match. Yeah, because he can kind of go and he kind of can't. It's like yeah, it's not really his character to like go. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that. He, he used to be able to, and he, yeah, he, I kind of describe his working style as kind of like um, Finn Balor light. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like he's very much the Finn Balor, Jordan Devlin kind of role. He even yeah. looked like them before he turned into Danhausen. Yeah. Um, and that's... maybe this is to like help hook out because, like, you know, so far he's just had straight up wrestling matches, but maybe this is to like get him some like entertainment stuff. Yeah. Of wrestling. <laughs> I like the storyline for this is Danhausen keeps cu- trying to curse him. But Hook's too cool that he can't get cursed. Yeah. I love commentary selling it too. Like, wow, how powerful is Hook? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's it's weird. And again, so intrigued because like when um, Orange Cassidy arrived, people were like, how are his matches going to go? Because no one had seen him wrestle. And they're like, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be good? Is it going to work? And it did work, and it was fantastic. And now, like, him just having a regular match is just kind of nothing now. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're yeah. just used to it, and we wouldn't, no one would bat an eye. I'm curious to see how they use Danhausen, because he can go, he can work. Mm-hmm. if they may. And this is the workers' company. Like, uh, Orange Cassidy isn't having the matches that he had on the indies. He's yeah. having real matches. But mm-hmm. he's working his gimmick throughout it, like weaving it through. So I'm wondering if that's what Danhausen will do as well. I'm sure. But anyway, it'll yeah. be uh, it'll be interesting. I kind of hope they end up being like a tag team or something. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, Hookhausen. <laughs> Hookhausen actually works. That yeah. rolls off the tongue. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Next, we have Jade Cargill on the mic. She's a goddamn queen. God, she looks like a fucking billion dollars, man. She is a billion dollars. Yeah. She's the best. She had that bitch sunglasses on, which was sick as hell. So funny. Yeah. And then we have uh, Tony always starts the interview by being like, so you're you're trying to secure your 30th win. And she starts every segment with, cut the shit, Tony. That, which is starting to get over. I heard the crowd chant along with her when she said it last it's night. A, it's a tagline now. It's it. She yeah. got it. It's like, yeah. Tony, cut the shit. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I love it. It's uh, it's good because she kind of needed to get over with the crowd still. Like they weren't yeah. uh, all the way there with her, even mm-hmm. though the internet is all the way there with her. Yes. But the crowd's not always. Mm-hmm. So her getting... um. Like, this is better than that bitch show. That bitch show didn't really work. Because it, nah, it didn't really, really make sense. Yeah, but her calling herself that bitch and cut the shit, Tony, that, that's all working. The, yeah, the calling yourself that bitch, the baddie section is over. The baddie section's really funny. Yeah, because she brought that dude in, which made me laugh. Because the dude was did just you see there. <laughs> did you, well, did you see? He got in the shot, yeah. Well, but I guess he tweeted at her. Like oh, I'm a baddie, and she she he was like legit supposed to be in the baddie section, but I guess the cameraman didn't realize it because he's just a, <laughs> he's a chubbier dude. But she brought him in because he tweeted at her whatever yeah, she was asking for. She baddies. brought him backstage, and he it's, yeah. it says like the Boston baddie on yeah. his shirt. <laughs> oh, so good! It's yeah. so funny, like uh, super self deprecating. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, and her tweet was about it was. If you don't come with the confidence that this baddie has, you can't be in the section. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yes. Um, she but says I, that the, on, I, the only person who's not allowed in the baddie section is Marina Shafir. Mm-hmm. And she's nonplussed about MMA fighters getting into, into wrestling, which I like. Yeah, I like that too. Hey, when is that match supposed to happen? Battle of the Belts? I have no idea. I assume so, because I haven't announced it yet. Yeah. I assume Battle of the Belts. Or maybe two weeks' time. Maybe, maybe they're, Rampage before. Because they're talking about two Rampages at once right now, so it's a little confusing. Yeah. It's going to be good. So. Another swig of water. Okay, so next we have MJF. He's He doesn't talk, say too much in the back, but he talks some shit about the TV that doesn't work on the wall. And he said, uh, next week he's going to have so much security piled up on, piled up on each other that Wardlow's not going to be able to get in. And he said, he says there'll be twice as much security and twice as much pain for Wardlow. If he, if he shows his face, which of course means he's going to. So that's fun. Oh yeah. This is a fun little gimmick that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Reminiscent kind of, of when stone cold, would keep uh, trying to, was it where he kept trying to get at Vince McMahon? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's reminiscent of that and it's good. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It works. It's a classic thing and it works because Wardlow's getting huge over. Yeah. It's a, it's really good. And it doesn't, Oh, I did bring this up when we first talked about Wardlow coming out, but there's some guy walking behind him. I think he just kind of got in there by accident because he's come back with beers, but he looked so much like Sami Zayn that I thought it was Sami Zayn at first. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be funny if he was there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, MGF announces that next week he has a match with Sean Dean. <laughs> like that's fantastic. I think this will get this stuff will get Sean Dean over. 
Yeah. And he's kind of like the, um, I mean, it sucks nowadays, but he's kind of like the Brian Kendrick of AEW yeah. in, in a good way, not mm-hmm. in a yeah, he's racist a conspiracy theory yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure Sean Dean's not like super problematic in his beliefs, but I get what you mean. Yes, that character. Well, like mm-hmm. the the underdog who gets put into the matches and squeaks out wins and gets super yeah. over with the fans. And I hope eventually he eventually wins a tag team title. <laughs> yeah, because he's in a tag team, right? He has a tag team partner. Yeah, uh, Carly Bravo, who mm-hmm. is good. A uh, yeah. they have that cool shirt too. That uh, what's that? Yeah, of, the infantry. Or... Yeah, yeah. They're both uh, former military and. Mm-hmm. Carly Bravo was, he's graduated from the Nightmare Factory, and he's good. Nice. He, um, oh, speaking of the Nightmare Factory, I guess they, they had to change their logo up some. Nightmare like Factory? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's no longer, it's like still kind of the same shape, but it's no longer the, um, uh, it's no longer like red, white, blue. It's like just black now. Mm. Yeah, it's. That's an interesting one. I wonder if uh, WWE will let him work there. I think anymore. so because uh, I know he wants to. Yeah, Seth Rollins has his own school. So. Yes, but he has his own school that's not being run with another AEW. Oh, yeah, guy. true. Another promotion guy is running it. <laughs> that's and true. like, and it's not just uh, QT. You've got all the Nightmare Factory guys in there teaching mm-hmm. people as well yeah so that's true yeah i guess i never really thought about that that's that's like, one thing basically their whole stable weird. their stable is like the staff mm-hmm. yeah. of the of that factory so and then those people end up on aw so it's a they might not let them do it yeah Let's see maybe he, maybe he can like still like own it and stuff but he can't like yeah. show up there or something yeah cody <laughs> says that's his, that's his intention is to go mm-hmm. back, but that was before he debuted. It could be different now. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so next we have the Butcher and Blade versus the Hardys. And this match was fucking insane. It confused a lot of people. It confused it confused me too. There's one thing they they, they explain the rules weird. Because yes. like when one of them got eliminated, like, oh, he's been eliminated. What they should have said is you have to put both the teammates through the table that would have solved everything right off the bat. Like both members of the teams have to go through a table to win. And then you wouldn't have to worry about like, well, why is Jeff and the butcher still out here? They've been put through a table. Like that would have just solved. Well, yeah, everything. cause they kind of gave themselves an out. Cause they said you, both people have to get put through a table and they made that clear. I was like, okay, I get mm-hmm. that. And then, but then the butcher went through a table and he stayed out there and he said, well, Butcher's staying out here because obviously a table match is no DQ. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And yeah. then, then that made sense to me, but I was like, okay, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the only time it threw me off is when Jeff got eliminated or put through the table. And they, somebody, I don't know if it's the announcer or on commentary, somebody said Jeff's been eliminated. They yes. should have just never said that. They should have yeah, just said, said eliminated. They should have just said both teammates have to be put through the table. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. Um, also, another solution to that would have been um, Butcher being eliminated first and then having him just stay first as opposed yeah, to Jeff getting eliminated, leaving, and then Butcher um, 
disobeying the rules later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it to... still made sense, but it just uh, you don't want the the people viewing it to have to piece together the rules of the match as yeah, it's happening. It just didn't come across as smoothly as it could have. Yeah, it... you gotta you want to know the rules what right when the match starts, as opposed to mm-hmm. figuring it out all the way two thirds through. Yeah, but this match was just it was great. Um, well, I mean, it was great. It was a little sloppy. It was fun. It was a train wreck. It's kind of what yeah, you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one spot that made me wince, and it's not even the ending spot. It's when they double suplex Matt over the barricade, and Jeff had moved the table, and Matt just thudded on the ground. It's like, how is that better? <laughs> <laughs> that seemed worse. <laughs> yeah, it like, sounded much worse, too. You didn't lose the match, but fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you might have lost Matt, it last. Matt's already got bad hips. He doesn't need to be... Yeah, so Butcher the Blade started the match by breaking the legs off a table and just wielding them like fucking weapons. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like, damn, that seems really dangerous. Yeah. And um and yet, as we with the rules as they were first told to us, shockingly, Jeff was eliminated first before mm-hmm. he ever got to do a swan taunt or anything, and I was like, Wait, they eliminated Jeff first? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't the whole point that Jeff puts someone through a table with a swanton? Yeah. It was like, and then he was gone. They said Jeff has been eliminated and he was gone from the match. And it was just then it was just a handicap match with Matt versus Butcher and Blade. And he's just going wild with a chair. He he actually was doing well in this match. Um he Shout does out a, to Butcher wearing a converge shirt too. I thought yes, that was pretty awesome. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um Jeff puts Butcher through a table with uh with the leg drop. Which mm-hmm. is always scary when he does it, but it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. And then Butcher just isn't an idiot. He's like, This is no DQ. I'm not going anywhere. So he just yeah. stays. And I'm like, Okay, that's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And they explained that. They're like, Butcher isn't leaving because he just says, Fuck you. Mm-hmm. And he's staying because it's no DQ. And it's like, Okay, fine. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that Butcher looks like Dr. Robotnik on steroids. Yeah, like an <laughs> evil, hardcore Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> um, and then, as he said, they tried to suplex Hardy off the barricade through a table, but Jeff moved the table and Matt, Matt just went splat. Yeah, just that it thud. I was like, oh, God, that did not sound like it was more fun. <laughs> and then in my notes, I just have, oh, God, Jeff found a table. Mm-hmm. Or no, Jeff found a ladder. He finds yeah, a ladder yeah. under the ring. He sets it up and like, well, here we go. And then he swantons off the table through the blade. So blade went through the table, which should be like, okay, that's the elimination, but shouldn't it be Matt sending him through the table? Cause Je- this Jeff is where already, the that's elimination- what I mean. They, they, yeah. they should have just said, you got to put both teammates to the table. They can't just, something. Because uh, at this point, like, uh, Jeff's just like a foreign object, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kind of like he's gone from the match technically because that's yeah. what you said. Yeah. That's yeah. why they should have just said both teammates have to be eliminated through a table. Because otherwise Jeff putting him or Matt putting himself through the table would have eliminated him in the same mm-hmm. way. So, yes. anyways. But fun for match, like the though. third week in a row, Jeff Hardy's just jumped off something large. Jeff Hardy's going <laughs> to die in AEW. <laughs> Yeah. They're gonna have to. They're gonna stretch him out one day. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Like, all right, maybe we just do a couple regular matches for a couple weeks. <laughs> just give him a break. Give him a week yeah. off. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, I don't know if he's selling, but he's getting up so slow from these spots. Yeah, especially this match. Like, I was like, I hope he's just selling because he is uh, much slower than he has been during this match. Like, I hope one of those tables didn't really mess him up. Like, those legs look creaky. Mm -hmm. Like, last week when he hit that swanton bomb that everyone was making fun of him for. Yeah. When he hit uh, Isaiah Cassidy with it. Um, like when he got up from that, he was holding his ribs mm -hmm. and he even said like, that was not the smoothest swanton bomb I've done in my life. <laughs> and even Isaiah Cassidy put a gif of him doing one. And he was like, that's how you do it. And I was like, actually, mm -hmm. yeah, that looks a lot better than Jeff's. Yeah. Cause Jeff, he did the rotation then just went splat. Yeah. He just <laughs> fell straight on him. I was like, ow, that would have hurt so much. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got hurt from that. Um, then Andrade's music hits. He comes down with the AFO, which I like that name a lot better than the uh, HFO. Hey, yeah. And especially the AHFO. Um, mm -hmm. they, they're slowly sauntering down to the ring. I like the private party just had a bunch of drinks in their hands. <laughs> like they were just they were drinking. Partying. Yeah. They were just partying backstage. The mm -hmm. uh, Then they come down slow enough for Sting's music to hit. He comes out swinging the bat. No Darby, but he lays out private party. Um, Andrade is able to escape by using the bunny as a human shield. Mm -hmm. And then, so it looks like we're going to be getting some kind of triple threat. Or not triple threat, six man with maybe Sting and the Hardys, which is kind of cool, like an old man crew. Yeah, versus AFO. Versus, yeah, so cool. that'll be kind of cool. Um, maybe Andrade and the uh, private party. Mm -hmm. That that looks to be what they're doing. So, cool. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm enjoying these. I'm enjoying Matt Hardy a lot more with Jeff. Like oh, it, ha it has a different feel to it as mm -hmm. opposed to just Matt Hardy, like taking up time. Now yeah. that now they're kind of there seems to be a point to it mm -hmm. as opposed to him just like wallowing away with the lower mid card, having matches that don't really do anything for me or anybody else. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so next we have uh, Christian, and he has some words. Or wait, no, never mind. <laughs> like he's yeah. a, he's there to talk, and then but he's pissed because he lost his match, so he just throws his water and walks away. And Jungle Boy just shrugs. He's like, "All right, cool, I'll I'll talk then." Mm -hmm. He says, "So Red Dragon, um, it's tough that you guys keep trying to fight us, and you want a shot at these titles, but we look at the rankings, and you're nowhere close to challenging for the titles." But you keep showing up in our business, so we are happy to challenge you, and we will put the titles on the line because that's our right. And uh, yeah, we'll do that next week on on AW Dynamite, and then yeah, Luchasaurus is actually on Dynamite. And then Luchasaurus is dinosaurs and dragons back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, cool. I love how he ends every. Uh, promo segment like that yeah with just a couple words and then it's very early 90s like 80s wrestling mm -hmm. yeah um with like the the big heel factions or like the legion of doom type stuff it's uh mm -hmm. 
that's the type of shit they would do and i love it it's very very like mid-south stuff it's cool um okay then we have something that is sure to set the internet ablaze oh yeah twitter was going crazy (laughs) twitter is just gonna be a rock hard penis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever this match happens, um, we get a confrontation between Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. Um, they're likely going to be facing each other at some point in the tournament. So says the segment because mm-hmm. they haven't shown us the bracket, but they wouldn't they wouldn't tease this and get Twitter panties all in a bunch. Yeah, if they weren't going to do it, because that is the definition of blue balls. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be good. These two people hit hard. I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be awesome. Yeah, a bunch wait. of sexually but, frustrated know, Twitter is going to lose its mind. Yeah, uh, what kind of brought this up, or in my own head when I was watching this. It made me think, where the heck is Ruby Soho? Because <laughs> she's been she's on. been gone for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been rightly criticized. Like when they brought Tony Storm in, they're like, "I'm happy that they're bringing in these women to spice up the women's division," but the last person they brought in, Ruby Soho, has been on Dark for a month and a half, two months. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure like, she'll be in the Owen tournament and probably go pretty far. But it's just like I. Th- and I have a theory as to why that is, why that's happened. And I think that, that the women's division isn't that deep. They don't mm-hmm. have that many people on the roster. I know that's that true. I know that because I've gone through it trying to download them for WWE, and there's just not that many. That's and true. And you, especially you know, in the singles but... division, or at least the ones that they use that are have enough experience to be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when Ruby Soho came in, she was wrestling like two matches a week yeah. for about a month and a half to two months. She was doing dynamite, uh, dynamite rampage, dynamite rampage. And if she wasn't in a match, she was running in at the end of a match. Mm-hmm. Like she was in every, she was involved in everything to, and then she ended up losing a, uh, two title matches. She lost a title match for the AEW championship. And then she lost a match for the TBS championship. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you kind of have to take her off TV for a bit. You have yeah. to reset her after that, because if she's not going to be the champion and she's one of the top faces in the company, she's just going to be eating losses. So like you kind of overexpose them a bit when the, when the division is that shallow, so she lost those. It's sort of like Miro or like Archer. You can't have them continually lose. You got to, yeah. they got to go off TV for a bit. Granted, Miro making... did get hurt, but that's, I think is why he's not back is because it's just not time yet. Cause he had, he had those big losses and it's just time to go away for a minute mm-hmm. and then she'll be back. Yeah, but yeah, I just miss her as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I want her back, but I think that's why she's gone. Mm-hmm. Is because she had two big losses in a row. And we've seen what happens when someone gets pushed too much. Like we saw it with Nyla early on. Where mm-hmm. she kept getting the title shots. And at a certain point, people were like, why do they keep using Nyla? Why don't they push anyone else? So you kind of yeah. have to gotta, kind of have to give them a break. But it does suck when the, 
like they only have one match per per episode so giving someone a break is just they're not on tv yeah they can't just go do a feud with someone else because there's only one match per show Mm -hmm. there's no mid card feud for women there's no women's mid card there's just women's match yeah there's no upper mid or lower card for the women it's just match yeah like are you on them are you in the match or are you not in the match yeah which that's a problem Mm -hmm. that we've talked about plenty of times like there's a men there's a men's upper like upper mid mid lower Mm -hmm. and then there for women there's just the match okay and speaking of the women's match here's the women's match yeah uh julia hart versus hikaru shida um this is good. I like this for what it was. Um, Shida uh-huh. was obviously going to win. I like that Hart's eye has like dark under it now. Yeah, it's like becoming more and more like Malachi. Yeah, so I like that. That's, that's Somebody good. had a tweet that made me laugh really hard, though, where it's like, uh, Julia Hart's still affected by the mist when Pinta and Pac have already gotten over it. We need to get equal health care for women. That made me laugh really hard. <laughs> okay, that is good. That is really good. Um, that's very funny. Um, Hart attacks Sheeta before the bell, and then the Varsity Blondes object to it because they're faces, so she kicks them out, which mm-hmm. I liked. And I like that Julia Hart was getting a lot more offense in than normal because she's now essentially turned heel mm-hmm. because of her I think eye. they'll call her Blackheart or something whenever she... Oh, that would be good, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I I like that idea. Um, she went for a big corkscrew something. Yeah, <laughs> and then I don't know what it was, but it was something different. And she missed it, and then got hit with the Tomashi, and then uh, she'd have followed that up with a Falcon Arrow for the win. And then Deeb's music hits, but uh. Deeb comes out from behind with the chair. Sheeta's ready for her, though. She's got her kendo stick. They have a stalemate. Deeb rolls out of the ring, smiling, just because she wants to get in Sheeta's head. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I they'll like meet in the tournament. Maybe they won't. That would be the next, next logical step. Like I like that, but I also sometimes like when they hint at things in a tournament, and then, then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, and you I can do that like, too to keep the story going too. Yeah, because I, I remember when uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi did that one time mm-hmm. where they hadn't faced each other or even interacted with each other for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. And then they were both in the same tournament. And if, I think it was if Kota Bushi advanced to the finals, he would have faced Kenny Omega for the first time and they would yeah. have interacted for the first time in years. But then Coda lost, so it didn't happen. Like oh. I like stuff like that, where they're like, ah, nuts, maybe next time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay, uh, we got Swerve just talking about the Grammys. Yeah. Which was cool. I like that. It's like his promo is just based in life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, congratulations on being at the Grammys. He's like, yeah, my buddies produ- produced Kanye's album. That was cool. They won some Grammys. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I got to take care of some business. He goes yeah. into the back and does not take care of business. Uh, no, because... Starks and Hobbs run in cartoonishly right after. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, like Hanna-Barbera. It's like they yeah. take their they their storyboard. They're ripping right out of the cartoons. 
um, they run in. They're like, get him, boys. So they run in there. They're beating him down. Keith Lee comes in there. They're fighting. He, Keith Lee puts Hobbs through the wall. He yeah. throws Too him through him. the wall into somebody else's locker room. Um, I think it was Griff staying in there. I thought it was Chris Jericho at first. I was like, oh, Chris Jericho did leave. But then I was like, no, it's, I think it's Griff. <laughs> so funny. Oh, you know what? It makes sense if it was Griff because they got kicked out mm-hmm. from the previous match. Yeah, that's some nice logic there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so th- that's fun. I can't wait for that tag team match. It's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tag team match that will probably eventually turn into a match between um, Keith Lee and swerve which will also be great yeah it's all great i love it keep giving me those guys yeah and i just love watching keith lee pounce people through and over things so you know just yeah keep doing that. and when i finally watched that match against hobbs i was pleasantly surprised to see keith lee win because i had heard that uh both swerve and keith lee went through a table and i was like oh man they made mm-hmm. keith lee lose and then I watched it. I was like, oh, no, he won. And then got put through a table. So everyone yeah. gets over. Yay. <laughs> um, good booking. Very uh-huh. good booking. Okay. And finally, the Bucks versus FTR for all the belts. Ooh, and by yeah, all the belts, I mean all the belts available. <laughs> yeah. is for the AAA and Ring of Honor belts. Once they said all those were on the... The line, I was like, oh, dang, the Bucks are wrestling at the next big AAA show. I was like, are they going to win these here? <laughs> I I would imagine that they're going to wrestle at the next big AAA show. Or, wait, at, did you say the AAA show or the Ring of Honor show? The Bucks are at the next AAA show. Oh, interesting. So maybe they'll yeah. wrestle again there? Probably not. Yeah, but that means that FTR... They, I, don't see they're wrestling. I forget who they announced as wrestling... But, FTR has yeah. to be there, right? Uh, I'm With, sure they are. I just don't remember if they are on the card. The, I just remember the card? The, yeah, I just remember triple, the Bucks are for sure there because it's their first time back since um, in a while. That's cool. I like <laughs> that. Um, yeah, and I love that AAA has told them, we don't care, do whatever you want. We don't care about yeah. the belts. Yeah, uh, yeah, AAA, if you watch AAA, the, the belts really don't mean much. Yeah, they mean nothing to them. They don't. They don't care. Apparently, CMLL has like 30 belts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this match was amazing. They brought out the ROH ring announcer. So that was Yeah, that was fun. cool. That was really cool. Um, FTR comes out in the best jackets in the world. Oh my gosh, those jackets were amazing. I hope they sell them. I'm never going to buy one, but I hope they sell them. Um, the pettiness of both teams throwing their clothes at one another. Yeah. <laughs> While they're they getting take... ring announced, they're just throwing clothes at each other. Um, FTR getting massive cheers in this match. Mm-hmm. Like fans want to cheer these guys. They yeah. are, they're arguably the most over guys in the company mm-hmm. right now. I think that match with the Briscoes helped them a ton. Oh yeah. 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 Um, They've getting mad at MJF. Was it last week or the week before? I think that helped a lot too. Um, I'm loving that Dax. It's not just me who thinks Dax is all world right now. Like he's quickly going up my top ten. I said he was top ten two weeks ago. I think he's top five now. Yeah, I want him to go to New Japan for the G1 this year. So he, he would have, be like, amazing there. 
So you can have like a 2012 Carl Anderson run. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I would like him to do an AEW version of that and be in the, uh, the Owen Hart would be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Being such a... They love the hearts. Yeah, being such a fan of the hearts, I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and speaking of that, uh, FTR did stereo sharpshooters in this match, which mm-hmm. was amazing. I think that... I think they may bring Brett in to be a sort of manager for them. I think so. Cause after this last night, they, uh, Dax tweeted, yes, Brett texted me and yes, I cried. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I think it's happening. I'd, they don't need him to talk, but here's the thing is that they also had Tully and Tully didn't do the talking for them either. Mm-hmm. So Brett can just sort of be there and do a little bit of talking. Just have but, Brett make his, uh, the shitty remarks to Goldberg. <laughs> I love week. it. <laughs> I just even love like the old footage from WCW of him only calling him Bill Goldberg. Yeah, Bill Goldberg. He doesn't like to be called Bill. Okay, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> and then spiteful Bill Goldberg kicked him in the head and retired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably kicked the... him in the head for calling him Bill Goldberg. It was and probably just... on purpose, to be honest. Yeah, and then Brett just to this day, still talks about how he's unsafe. I love it. It's like, yeah, did you see, he talked about Brock Lesnar. He's like, he looks like he works super stiff, but I heard he's actually a safe worker, unlike Bill Goldberg. <laughs> and also, um, he said, uh, Barry Horowitz should be in the Hall of Fame. He was a very safe worker who never hurt anybody, unlike Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Just, I love it. It's so good. It, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> Is so funny. Um, one thing that I really love about AEW is they treat series of matches like they're uh, such a big deal, like they number them. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, the second match between two teams or between two guys, it's this was FTR versus the Bucks two, yeah, and they referred to it as that the whole time, like. And when we come back from the break, we'll have the remaining, uh, the rest of the match from FDR versus the Bucks too. Mm-hmm. And it's like a boxing match or an MMA fight. It makes it yeah. feel bigger and more significant and like a big fight feel. And well, uh, and they don't do rematches too often because they, what they say, this is 18 months apart. Mm-hmm. And so. sometimes they do, but they like Hangman yeah. and Danielson, but like they make it seem big. And they give it its own special graphic with the big number in it, like it, like the Roman numeral, and it's it's cool. Like it doesn't feel like you're trying to do fifty fifty booking. It feels like you're trying to do prestige combat sports. Yeah, and you're actually telling a story. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Um, yeah, I loved uh, on. Our one spot that I really liked in this match was uh, Dax was about to get the hot tag, but instead he got super kicked in the head um, Mm -hmm. and it got so much heat. The crowd lost their mind. And I just, it's so cool to see FTR getting cheered so voraciously and then the Bucks getting booed so much because you're like, in what world could you ever think that was possible? Yeah, because it was a complete role reversal from last time, right? The Bucks yep. were. Yeah, the Bucks were the faces. Um, 
Matt Jackson and Dax put on an absolute show in this match at one point. Um, they were just going back and forth. Just, I was just in awe of those two guys. Um, I love the Bucks blocking the big rig, then hitting a low blow, and then hitting a big rig of their own, which mm-hmm. was awesome, which is a callback to uh, FDR's weekend, where they got hit with a big rig from the from the Briscoes, which was cool. Um, but of course, the uh, FDR kicks out of the bu- kicks out of the big rig. Then they they take a belt shot. FDR takes a belt shot, and I I was sure they were going to lose here. That one that one got me. The, it the did. belt shot one I absolutely because like, oh, I thought the Bucks were going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it just made sense because like you said they had the AAA show, um, they have Ring of Honor shows coming up. It just mm-hmm. sounded like they were going to go to another company and have another match yep. between the two teams, and that's not what happened. Um, we got a, we got a BTE trigger from FTR, which is awesome, but it was the worst BTE trigger you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like that they kissed uh, Matt before, or was it after the BTE trigger? <laughs> yeah, they no, they him? hit the BTE trigger and then gave Matt the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like they they just held his hand and gave him each a knee in the head. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love that they couldn't do it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny. Their, their timing's not. You gotta you gotta practice that timing. <laughs> it, I thought it was. It was I found that really funny that they couldn't do it. And they mm-hmm. had a big rig of their own for the win. Really cool stuff. I like this match a lot. Me um, too. I like this match too. And I like that it was completely different than their last match. Yeah. Where their last match was a love letter to tag team wrestling. This one was like, no, we hate you. And we're just going to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. And it was very much just like an FDR style match too, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, yeah. They wrestled a very. It was yeah, like you said, very different match. Um, I have no idea if this feud continues. Um, I'm sure I, in another eighteen months we'll have another match. Yeah, I, so. I don't, I don't think it has to because I think we probably now move on to um, Red Dragon versus the Bucks after yeah, Red sure. Dragon may, maybe beats. Uh, I think they were the this week. Titles. And, I think they're winning the tag titles. And I actually think I was looking at the match graphic for next week. It says uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Red Dragon. I don't know if they're doing Jurassic Express anymore. Yeah, they may not be. Like, uh, I was like, did they get rid of that? Because I don't know. Maybe they thought it was too cartoony and that's where Marco was involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with Marco being gone now that they're like, we can. They're like we don't want to call uh, ourselves Jurassic Express anymore. Since let's change it up out of respect for him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice if they were to do that. Yeah. Okay. So <clears> one thing up... that made me laugh during this tag match, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. was Matt Jackson still selling the back. Yeah, He's, <laughs> he was selling the back like from when he was in the womb. Yeah, I said on in our group that ran. I said he's been selling his back injury since 1974, and he was born in the 80s. But it's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just been selling it for so long. And they he's even talked about it on commentary. It so long, the his dad was selling it before he was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were even talking about it on commentary. Like he's been his back's been perpetually injured since the start of the show. And Excalibur says even before, because <laughs> New Japan is when it all started. It's like a genetic back pain. His dad had it mm-hmm. first. He passed it down to him. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so looking at Rampage, we got Mox versus Yuta, and based off of Twitter, that match is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks really good. Don't look online because there are spoilers. Um, yeah. Then we have Willow Nightingale, who we talked about earlier, versus Red Velvet in a qualifier. I'm really excited about that. I hope this is one of those Willow wrestles a great match and then gets a graphic. I hope so, too. And even if she doesn't get a graphic, I want her to at least be kind of signed. And I'm wondering, like, if somebody wrestled on or wrestles for Ring of Honor, are they kind of signed with AEW? Is that kind of how this is working? You you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. not talking about like, like some of those guys like uh, Rhett Titus or Woods or Bandito, they might just be off on their own now doing whatever. I'm sure Gresham signed. By, Uh, based off of what Fightful said, he has signed. Yeah, I hope they sign Bandito just because I really love Bandito and he's amazing. Yeah, he'd be but... great, but they'd be hard pressed to not have him on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because he like... could, he's like so strong, he could do some amazing stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's just it's interesting. I'm wondering, like, mm-hmm. uh, for whoever ends up being the R the ROH regulars, are they technically signed under AEW? Like, I, I mean, wonder I'm sure they are. The, the legality. The same guy owns them. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah, curious. Like the, so essentially yeah. like like if Willow is signed to ROH, is she signed to AEW? Because <laughs> Yeah. It's cool. I'm excited about that. Or and, I'm sure it's like one of those things like if you're signed to Ring of Honor but you start doing really well, Tony Khan just like will sign you to yeah. AEW. Too. Yeah, for sure. I just think it it's not a coincidence that she had that huge match and then the week after we, we see mm-hmm. a match graphic for her showing up yeah. on AWTV really cool stuff and mm-hmm. it will be live if i'm not mistaken this week or is it ne- is that next week next oh, week's no. the live one this yeah this one was cool. taped because i was just talking about spoilers yeah okay so then we have swerve versus qt marshall that's kind of whatever it's kind of funny that he's facing qt where did that come from yeah i think qt's just you know, just gonna get beat, and then probably <laughs> I know, I was Hobbs like, and I was like, isn't he in a feud with Starks and Hobbs? What's he doing? Yeah. Q T. Whatever. I, it's just a, it's just a match for him to get a win, and then Hobbs and yeah. Starks will definitely yeah. come out. Here's the, here's the thing. Q T. makes people look good. Yeah, like he's a, of course he is. He's excellent. He's really, he really good. He bumps better than almost anyone in the company. Yes, yes. That's why they probably have him training people because he's so good. And then we have Danielson versus Trent, which is going to be fucking great. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for the dynamic between Danielson, Trent, and Moxley, Yuta. That's fascinating to me. I also want to see, I hope Danhausen's out there, because I want to see Danielson and Danhausen interact. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, the... Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated between those two matches, because you know they're going to be connected somehow. Yeah. So that that's probably this is probably the most interested in a in a rampage I've been in a while. And you're gonna ha- probably have one one of those match matches start the show and one end it. Yeah, for sure. Book ending it like that, really cool. Then they talked about uh, Battle of the Belts. We're getting 
Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose. Cool. Great Battle of the Belts match. Mm-hmm. That's the first one of maybe two or three matches that we'll get. And then in two How weeks... How many was on the last one? Three matches? Yes, just three. Uh, it was basically a rampage. Yeah. But with uh, with belts on the line. Yeah. Then we have Hangman versus Cole in a Texas death match in two weeks' time. That match is going to be brutal. Because both th- those dudes love to bleed. So it's going to be bloody. Does Cole love to bleed? Uh, Well... When he was in PWG and Ring of Honor stuff, he bled all the time, but you know, okay. he's been in WWE for so long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because I've never actually watched him bleed. Yeah. I I, I just remember a match him and um, Kyle O'Reilly had in Ring of Honor, and they both looked like somebody, like the end of Carrie, like somebody threw pig's blood all over. They are covered in blood. Cool. I, w- yeah. I would love to see Adam Cole in a match like that, because we haven't yeah. seen that yet. Because he had that... Uh, lights out match with Orange Cassidy, and that was not what that match was. No, no, it was not. I thought he was going to beat Cassidy to a bloody pulp, and he did not do any mm-hmm. such thing. Yeah, it was barely even a hardcore match. Yeah, just like, it it like, did, but that match did have a surprisingly brutal ending. The way Cole yeah, the fell way through the stage, Cole <laughs> bumped through that stage. I was like, Jesus, yeah. man, you yeah. took a header. Yeah, he fucking sold that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then on Dynamite, we have L- LAX versus Jericho, Garcia, and Hager. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be really, really good. Then we have Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. That's also going to be really good. I think Red Dragon wins. You also. Mm-hmm. And I think it, they're no longer Jurassic Express. So, yeah, I don't think so either. I think I mean, we talked about that, but I don't think so either. Yeah, I think I think I think that's that's it for that. And I think we're done for the night. I think that's mm. an hour and 45 minutes. That sounds pretty good. Was there anything else you wanted to uh breaking news here? Ooh, what? Uh in the group we're in, uh I think Joey listens to our podcast. He just posted uh, Rampage to have a new time slot change on April 15th. So, fuck yeah. yeah. There you go. That's what I was talking about. Tony Khan. There you go. Mm-hmm. I All don't right. know if it's a permanent change or if just for that week, but that's why the title match is probably on that episode. Mm, 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 mm. If that is a permanent change, then Rampage becomes must watch every week again. <laughs> well, I wonder what time they. Because that'll put him up against SmackDown. That'd be interesting. Because SmackDown's on regular cape or regular TV, so that's, that's don't the care. Why it's, uh, yeah, Do I mean, care. I don't care either because I don't hardly ever watch SmackDown. And ever. I don't think their fans have that much overlap. No, personally, I don't. I just don't see it because AEW fans and uh, and WWE fans seem to be like water and oil, mm-hmm. obnoxiously so. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got to chill out. It's just pro wrestling. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are making it weird. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just watch what you like. Watch both. Watch one or the other. It, it all doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's all entertainment. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. yeah. If Just think about it. If this, is this a conversation that you can go out and have with somebody who doesn't watch wrestling? If the answer is no, I would be embarrassed, then don't have it at all. Yep. 
Yep. That's basically what you should be doing. <laughs> if yes, it's embarrassing exactly. to talk to somebody, if it's something that you think you can talk to, explain to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling without getting embarrassed, that should be your sign. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. And we'll, I think we'll leave the podcast there. Yes. Good note to end on. Bye.